So one thing you will find me doing and one thing you will find me actually stepping up in 2021 is more and more truth telling. Now, that doesn't mean I have not been telling the truth, but it's going to get louder because we need more people to tell the truth. We need balanced trainers to get off this fucking bandwagon of like, I use remote cowards, but only on low levels. Like, who gives a fuck? And first of all, no, you don't. And second of all, what are you doing with that remote collar? Are you stopping unwanted behaviors? Are you stopping counter surfing? You're not stopping counter surfing on low levels. You're not stopping aggression on low levels. You're not. You're lying. Well, 80 is a low level. I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually a high level. So it all depends. Like, there's a lot of misinformation. And the reason why dog trainers are doing this is because they're trying to, what's the word? Not mitigate hate. It's they're trying to keep the hate mob away from them. Yeah. It's like, Fuck the hate mod. Why? Because truth will overrule that. Facts will overrule that. Maybe not today, but in the big picture, when who's left standing, the truth will stand. And we need more people to start telling the truth. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> We're live. Another live show Friday. Happy holidays to everybody. Hope everyone had a fantastic day. You're not yeah. food drunk. Um, food coma. I'm hungry. I, know. I didn't eat enough. Really? I just had a couple like nibbles. Just now? Yeah. But how about the rest of the day? I don't know. I really haven't eaten. No. Sleeping all day. <laughs> Anybody, uh, this is Jeff Gellman of Sally Canine Training. This is lovely Joelle. This is the What Would Jeff Do show. We're on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, we decided to go with a 6 a.m. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. show because, um, yeah, we thought, you know, our day would be over. Not over, but we'd be able, available a little bit earlier. So it's sort of a rest day for all the dogs here. So easier to get us here at, at 6. Um, hope everyone's doing fantastic. And this is a Q&A show. You ask a question, you type it into the little comment box, Joel reads it, and I respond. And you'll notice most of the questions, other than some nice fine accolades, thank you very much for us, about all the help we've been giving them over the years, is how do I stop, how do I stop, how do I stop? Unfortunately, a lot of these behaviors, I can give you sort of like the Cliff Notes version of them, but what you need to do is you need to go deep into our 5,000 videos, 40,000 posts um, for free, by the way, to, to find out about them. Um, um, but I'll give you help. Um, I'll give you the general synopsis about the theory on how to stop it. Um, but it, we also do one-on-ones. You can also schedule a one-on-one. And then I do seminars across the world. And that's called Jeff Gelman Seminars. And Joelle and I travel the world doing seminars. Um, and then we have the training center here, which is where we're located out right now. And um, we're here and we rehab dogs. We also train dogs with you know no major behavioral problems. But our specialty is stopping unwanted behaviors. And I say that because when you are looking for a dog trainer, you really want to find out like, the, like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is a really great dog trainer. Yep. They certainly are, but they do agility, mm. but they're really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they do rehab. Right. It's like, I know a really good doctor. Oh, it's a back problem. They only work on feet. Mm. So they're probably not a good back doctor, great foot doctor, but not a good back doctor. So it's really, really important when you're searching for a good dog trainer to find out like what they do, what they do, what their skill set is. Now, how do you know? Everybody's got a cell phone. Proof. The proof is in the pudding. Before and after. 
Are they transparent? Do they not throw all that 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 scientific jargon, jargon. at you, which is uh, they're hiding behind that jargon for lack of skill set? Historically, and there's a couple of people that don't like my buddy Gary Wilkes. He can out jargon anybody because he knows all the data. But most dog trainers on their websites talk all scientificy and they try to talk over you to um, what's the word I'm talking thinking about here to uh, 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 replace skill set and result results. It's all about results. So always find out you know how good somebody is at stopping an unwanted behavior. Also, just because somebody uses certain tools, that doesn't make them good. I, we get that a lot. Oh, yeah, they're a balanced trainer. Okay, great. That doesn't mean they're good. That doesn't mean they're good. And that doesn't mean they know how to solve your problem. So separation anxiety, leash aggression, you know, animal aggression, human aggression, obedience. Like, there's a huge spectrum of people out there. One of the things we're finding out, I was just listening to a, a podcast. I just listened to mostly podcasts. I was just listening to something, and, and I really connected with me a lot. And um, I think what's happening is in 2020, we're getting away from the truth. And we're getting, not only are we getting away from the truth, we're trying to shut up truth tellers mm. because our feelings are being hurt. And like Ben Shapiro says, it might have actually been his podcast, you know, the truth does not, um, facts do not care about your feelings. And we need more people to start speaking the truth, fact. And what we're finding out is number one, in the dog training world, there's always been this divide of people that don't believe in corrections and then people that actually correct a dog for unwanted behavior. So they're positive only, which is fine. There's a huge demand, huge skill set involved for training obedience. We do the same thing. We're very, very reward-based, but what are we trying to do? But there's folks that don't believe in actually saying no to your dog, which is fine. They should stay in their lane. Then you're coming into now people that call themselves balanced dog trainers, and now we're finding out that even they are trying to soften up and tell lies and hide truth, which is just as bad. So withholding information and telling an outright blatant lie is almost on the same category in my book. You're, 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 it's, it's dishonoring the truth to the consumer. My role in life is to educate consumers because then an educated consumer can make a decision. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if you actually want results, the answer is right here. So one thing you will find me doing and one thing you will find me actually stepping up in 2021 is more and more truth-telling. Now, that doesn't mean I have not been telling the truth, but it's going to get louder because we need more people to tell the truth. We need balanced trainers to get off this fucking bandwagon of like, I use remote collars, but only on low levels. Like, who gives a fuck? And first of all, no, you don't. And second of all, what are you doing with that remote collar? Are you stopping unwanted behaviors? Are you stopping counter surfing? You're not stopping counter surfing on low levels. You're not stopping aggression on low levels. You're not. You're lying. Well, 80 is a low level. I'm like, no, it's not. It's actually a high level. So it all depends. Like, there's a lot of misinformation. And the reason why dog trainers are doing this is because they're trying to, what's the word? Not mitigate hate. It's they're trying to keep the hate mob away from them. Yeah. It's like, Fuck the hate mod. Why? Because truth will overrule that. Facts will overrule that. Maybe not today, but in the big picture, when who's left standing, the truth will stand. And we need more people to start telling the truth. So 
Let's go. Okay. LM, hey guys, thanks so much for doing a Christmas show. Y'all are amazing. I'm back on the chat. Find out only can type a little. My question may be broken up. Yeah, you can't, you're, you're limited. And what happens is a lot of people ask a question, then they're like, where'd my question go? And it's like, it actually never showed up because it was too long. Yep. Here's the other half. Um, at family Christmas, my six-year-old is trained but underestimated her excitement seeing people. Had her sit at the door, broke command with yep. no collar, finally catch her after already said hi to everyone. Put back. I don't know where the rest yeah, but, is. So you can't chop, guys, you can't chop up. Your, if, if your question is that long, you should be doing a one-on-one. -on -one. This is the thing, though. Let's talk about theory here. When people are coming in your house, the last place you want your dog is at the door. Okay? That's like the alcoholic that's in rehab, literally going, um, where are you going tonight? I think I'll stand outside the bar and people watch. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like literally like an arm's length away from the from the bar that I can open up the door, walk in and have a drink. Why? I'm trying to stay sober and I think that's the best place for me. No, it's not. The best place for you is actually in place, away from the door, even crating up, but calm. It's not bad dog going in the crate. It's kennel up, lie down. Everybody's chill. I will hold you accountable for your behavior in the crate, out of the crate. But at the front door, it's a little bit too much for a lot of dogs. A little bit too much for a lot of dogs. Next. J-Ron said Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, J-Ron. Hope to see you up in the air again soon. Shaughnessy, Merry Christmas, guys. To you as well, Shaughnessy. Emma, if four-month-old puppy is not trained on e-collar, would you say it's okay to put it in right away to correct on eating sticks outside? It's a ridiculous habit. So, Emma, that's a fantastic question. No four-month-old is trained on an e-collar. None. Because it takes longer than a month to do it, and you wouldn't want to put it recall on a three-month-old dog. All right. So now we're talking about behavior modification. Here we go again. So we're talking about, okay, Jeff shocks dogs at high levels. Okay. Because he said it on his podcast, but Jeff responded to, see, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm going to start talking more like this because I want people to have more context because I want the truth and I want context to be factored in to the answers and my words. So yes, I will tell you right now, Emma, to apply an uncomfortable level on the remote collar to your four-month-old dog. Oh, my God. Jeff, when a dog doesn't do a correct sit, he shocks them. That's how that gets twisted. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, listen to the question. And I'm not going on a fucking rant, guys. And I'm not, and I'm not responding to hate. I'm trying to educate as many people as possible so they have context to words and they don't just listen to sound bites. And I'm trying to get people to do more critical thinking and literally what in question words that they're hearing. Mm. Why would someone actually say that? Is that really the truth? Let me do some investigating on that. Mm -hmm. What show did you hear that on? One number show. I always run the Christmas show. Let me go back to the Christmas show. Let me listen. It's like, Jeff never said that. Mm -hmm. He actually fucking explained what he was doing. So, and I know I'm going on a rant here, but I'm sorry. This may be the flavor of my shows because this is my platform and I am trying to get more consumers to be educated. Okay, shut up, Jeff. Answer the fucking question. Okay, so we're talking about behavior modification. We're talking about saving your dog from an expensive surgery. We're talking about the death of your dog. We're talking about your dog, if you don't stop this, will keep doing it and you will end up with large medical bills and those medical bills will not solve the problem. So yes, your four-month-old dog that is eating sticks needs to be corrected 
for that behavior. Not redirected, but corrected. Not redirected, but corrected. Meaning eating sticks suck. How do you do that? Bonker. Use a bonker. If you know what a bonker is, it's a rolled up towel. Look up bonker. No bonk. Oh my God, that's mean. No, it's not. Do you know what is mean? This is what's mean. The guests are coming over your house in 10 minutes. You've been planning Christmas for a month. You let your dog out to go to the bathroom, the last potty before Christmas dinner. Your dog eats a stick on Christmas day. The dog chokes on the stick, swallows the stick. Blood is coming out of its mouth. Holy shit, you rush your dog to the ER on Christmas Day when all the guests arrive and you are not at your own house on Christmas Day. That is what is mean. And you get home at midnight when all the guests have left, the dishes in the sink, and a $5,000 vet bill and a dog that has not learned a thing. That is what mean is. That is my world. So instead, you take a soft cotton towel and you say no, and you bonk the dog very firmly. Use a remote collar, and you say no. You correct at a high enough level for the dog to go, whoa, eating sticks is hot. That's not how we train. Sit, down, place, recall, kennel up, no. But that is how we stop an unwanted behavior. Something uncomfortable, intolerable has to happen to the dog. Let's start thinking about this stuff logically. 2021 is the year of logical dog training. No more lies. Enough already, even for my colleagues. Tell the truth and do not worry about the pushback. Because if enough people start telling the truth, you will overpower any pushback. Next. Chris said hello. Hey, Chris. How are you? Armando. Hi, guys. Been watching from Vegas for a couple of years, but finally getting alive. Awesome. We miss you in Vegas. We'll be back. We're going to rebook Vegas. We got to check to make sure the flamingo is open next. Um, Andrea, Merry Christmas. Y'all are full of great, helpful info. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I cannot, let me just ex explain how much, how much, okay. Um, how much I appreciate you. Yeah. I was going to say another sentence, but how much I appreciate all of you for watching, for watching and for consuming. And also every day, not only do I get questions, but every day I also get, thank you so much for putting up that free video. It changed my life. That's why I do what I do. Meanwhile, I'm a business. I need to generate revenue, but I have a bigger picture. It's to eliminate pain in humans. Help them with their dogs, which are the Trojan horse, into your happiness. Next. Cynthia, Merry Christmas. Oh, I thought there was a question. No. Cynthia, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining. Angie, do you suggest doggy daycare to get a dog used to other dogs? All depends on the doggy daycare. You can have the worst doggy daycare or the best doggy daycare or a medium rare doggy daycare. All depends. All depends. It could be the best thing that happens to your dog or a living hell for your dog. Next. Ashley got awesome news today. Homeless dog who went through our program got adopted by a new client. Nice. Both dogs spent Christmas calm with family and seven kids running seven around. Fucking kids. All due to training. Jesus Thanks Christ. for all you do. Ashley, okay. Next time you feel like you're doing a crappy job, Ashley, screenshot that. Leave that question up right now. Leave it up. 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 Jeff's going to screenshot it. Okay, I took a picture of that question, Ashley. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you that later. All right. Next time you're thinking you're doing a bad job, next time you're questioning your abilities, next time you're feeling a little bit down, fucking re look at that post. Okay. Next. 
Nathan, do you have video showing e-collar work for corrections on a dog that screens in the crate? So I, I, I talk about that constantly in context and theory. Do I show exactly what I'm doing? In my seminar videos, I demonstrate it. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you my theory on screaming in the crate. Are you ready? Dog's in the crate. It's screaming. What's the first thing you need to do? Let's think about the, all this stuff. This is my philosophy on a lot of things. There is massive amounts of unwanted behavior right now. It has to be stopped right now. What do you do? Whammo. No, you don't hit your dog. Okay? Huge remote collar pop, huge bonker, or huge, I'm sorry, huge leash pop, bonker, or remote collar stim at a higher level. How high? I don't know. At enough of a level, a level for the dog to go, holy shit, that sucked. Boom. You stop the screaming. Great. So I just told you to shut up. I actually told you to shut the fuck up. Okay. Now, so now you be you're quiet, but you're still a little bit antsy. You're still all adrenalized. You're still all aroused. Now I need to say to you, hey, I need you to calm down. Shut the fuck up. Hey, I need you to calm down. What do we do on the remote collar? Dial it down, lower level continuous. What's the lower level? I don't know. But that's the theory. Or with a leash, lower level guidance. Got it? So shut the fuck up. I need you to relax. Now, what's that going to look like? That's the magic of dog training. That's the magic of dog training. There is an art to it. Next. Michelle said, hey, guys. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Ashley said, correction, save that dog from euthanasia. Now as a balanced dog with a future. Keep preaching. Sure that. does. Yep. More fucking food rewards. And we train with food. We do food rewards. Never save a dog's life. Next. Irene, good evening and Merry Christmas, everyone. Irene, hi, Irene. You commented on a post from this week from Wednesday show, and I'm glad it made your day. And Irene, I'm glad to know you. Happy holidays, honey. Frank, not sure how you can get louder about the truth. To me, you've always been clear and loud. Keep it coming. So, Frank, let me just put it this way you ain't seen nothing yet. Next, Gretchen, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And, Frank, you're in Canada, I think. Happy holidays, buddy. Janice, can't stay on. Just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thanks, Candice. Sunny, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. These supers want to become... Oh, that's that's an ad. Get that off Hold here. Hold on. Scroll back to it because we don't have Melissa. I know. Well, I don't know how to delete it I right know. from we'll here. Get back up there. Can't delete it from here. Now you're just showing it. Mm. Emma, does there come a point where the e-collar isn't needed when you're using it for bad behavior? Like my dog won't bark and bother the neighbor's dog when collar is on, but if it's off, she barks nonstop. So Emma, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I don't know you, your dog, your training abilities, your consistency. I don't know your discipline. But but is it the worst thing? Is it the worst thing that every time your dog is outside in the yard, it has a it has a remote collar on? Is that the worst thing? So that I put my seatbelt on even driving across a parking spot. So I'm he on. Does. So say, say I'm in Staples and Home Depot is in the same parking lot. And I want to drive over to Home Depot to Home Depot because I want to load up with heavier stuff. I don't mind the walk. I just don't want to be schlepping all this freaking shit back. Right? What do I do? My seatbelt goes on in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. Is it that difficult to do? No. Now, can you? Sure. My dogs are naked, meaning no collars. Many dogs are naked, meaning no equipment. How disciplined are you? How consistent are you? Does your dog understand the concept of no? Has a strong enough inhibitor been put into the dog? 
Yes, it's possible. Next. Drazzy Ant Girl. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. My dog behaved beautifully today in the crate and out. That's what we like to hear. Today awesome. was a good test for a lot of dogs and a lot of humans because it's a stressful time this time of year. Sure is. Next. Holly, Feliz Navidad, and warm hugs from Arizona. Hey, Holly. It was fantastic seeing you, your husband, and just re re rekindling, re uh, revisiting, you know, old conversations and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mike. Um, how do you guys deal with dogs that grew up in the streets? A dog that needs to be placed in a new home, very fear aggressive, always trying to escape. Thanks so much for all the videos. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of street dogs out there. I've often said sometimes they're better off being street dogs. And oh, when you say that, oh my God, that sounds terrible. I'm like, not really. I mean, what's the qu quality of life to a human and quality of life to a dog? Mm. Right? So, I mean, but the dog wants to flee. The dog is used to fleeing things they make uncomfortable. Number one, keep a leash on that dog at all times. Number two, remote collar train that dog. Number three, remote collar train that dog for a fantastic recall. Their number one priority should be recall on that dog. Okay, so it doesn't run away. And then put the dog in a structured program, hold the dog accountable. But, in, in, and this is the thing, it's like, you're asking somebody who's at most, uh, you know, a lot of people think street dogs have a terrible life, but I mean, it's like, that's from your viewpoint, not you personally, that's from the human eye. But from the dog eye, the dog might be like, this was fucking really good. Mm. In fact, what's that cartoon where you've got all these like dogs living in houses and when their owners leave, they like all bust out of their houses and they like race the around the streets. Life of pets. Yeah. It's a cute movie. It's like. They even make children's cartoons about that. Yeah. And then the owners come back. They all like go back into their houses, look like they've all been chilling out there all day. Like even the fucking cartoons are getting it right. Right. So it's like, you know, what, what but it is what it is. You've got the dog. So train it on massive recall. You want to flee? Yeah. I got to sort of make it suck to flee. Next. Um, Megan, Merry Christmas, guys. Needed the show tonight. LOL. So thankful for you. Awesome, Megan. Thanks for joining us. Ashley, Joelle, your beanie is fire. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you, it's, Ashley. It's it's awesome fire. Mike, people in the background's voice is louder, guys. Just saying. So people in the background's voice is louder, but that's because we need more people. I know that. I know that fully well. But that won't make me stop. That won't make me stop. So how do we change that? So how do we how do we change that, Mike? More people have to stand up for the truth. And you know who has to really stand up for the truth? Our owners, not dog trainers, but owners. The end consumer needs to stand up and say, guess what? I did BAT. I had my dog on drugs. I went to the vet behaviorist. I've gone to 36 reactive rover classes. My dog fucking didn't learn shit. Tell the truth. I spent two years on this and it didn't work. I watched one free fucking video and my life changed. Not necessarily my video. There are thousands of dogs trainers out there that are doing a fantastic job. Owners need to stand up and not worried about if somebody gives them shit. Somebody gives them shit, they either ignore it or they get in their face saying, excuse me, you are one rude individual. Get out of my face right now. I'm not open to discussion. I'm not open to debate. You are harassing me. Leave right now. Walk around like you don't give a shit what people think. Nobody harasses me. On a keyboard, they do. 25 Acorn Street, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. Nobody's ever shown up at my door. Nobody. Nobody's ever shown up at my seminar. Other than people that actually wanted to be there. My travel schedule is very available. 
My phone number is public. My email is public. Hiding behind a keyboard, behind a VPN, which, by the way, we can track. Okay? But more people need to stand up. Do not let the minority overpower the majority because the minority is loud. So let's stop with a silent majority and let's start making it louder and rational. Next. Mm, Sunny or just the dog having to throw up for eating things from the floor. I can't stand it. As soon as we walk in, the dog throws up in the living room. We must have missed the first part of that question. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sonny. Lynette, my dog attacks our bay window. So afraid he's going through. He's going to go through. Okay. The window. So Lynette, I can say I can I can stop that behavior in three seconds. This is what I want you to do, Lynette. I want you to call five dog trainers on Monday that don't believe in correcting a dog and ask them how to stop that. And if it's more than one sentence long, it's incorrect or it will take forever. They will tell you what they'll tell you to do. Two out of the five, two out of the five will tell you don't have your dog by the front window or cover up your front windows with newspaper. Two out of the five will do that. They will actually tell you to take newspaper and cover up your front window. Not curtains, but they won't tell you to close the curtains. They say, well, they'll put newspaper on the front window. This is what you do. Get a remote collar. Yes, a shock collar. Have it at a considerably high setting. Make sure it's fit properly. It does come with an owner's manual. Tells you how to turn it on, how to turn the receiver on. We like dog trot or e-collar technology. Yes, the brand does make a difference. Sit and wait. When your dog goes to the front, to the front window and starts going nuts, trying to go through it, say no, which is your marker. You do not yell. You say it calmly. No, correct on continuous at a high level. How high? High enough for your dog to go, Holy shit, that sucks. They make an audible noise and they run away from the front window. Okay? Or say no and bonk the dog. How firm? Watch my video on bonking. That firm. Oh, now the dog will be afraid of the front window. Okay. Okay. If that if that actually does happen. Okay. So the dog's afraid of the front window. But it won't be. You said no. You applied a consequence to an unwanted behavior. That's how you stop unwanted behaviors. What you don't do is cover up your front window, walk up to your dog, get hot dogs, throw it on the ground to redirect the dog. You don't tell the dog to sit down, place, or recall. You don't use obedience to stop an unwanted behavior. You apply an intolerable consequence. That is the truth. That is the facts. Somebody can disagree with that. That is fine. But this is what I'm talking about, about being a truth teller. Those are the facts. Next. Um, Tessa said, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Holly, day three, board and train, eight-month-old King Shepherd needs confidence building. He's a gentle giant, but likes to weasel his way between your legs from behind. Should I bonk that? No reactivity or yep. redirection issues displayed, but gets mouthy when demanding attention and just smack his snout for that so far. Yeah, you can do that. Keep your legs crossed like your mother told you to, Holly. So this is the thing. You know, what I want you to keep talking about keeping your, your, your legs crossed. <laughs> Chihuahua, where's your page? There you go. 
people should join Joelle's Patreon channel. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just because you exercise. Okay. You do all kinds of like, you know, leg stuff. And, Crossing of the legs. You know, body stuff. Teach you how to be a proper lady. That's right. So, um, uh-oh. Comments. Oh. Okay. So what I want you to do is, yes, that's it starts out cute, but let's get the dog to have confidence. It's also, it is a confidence builder. It also could be a guarding behavior for your dog. So let's definitely correct that. Let's definitely correct that. Next. Brandy, Merry Christmas from our Aussie family in Illinois. Thank you for taking time out of your family time today to give us all great advice. Oh, my pleasure. Family time's sort of over, but thank you. Angie, what would constitute a good doggy daycare for you? A good doggy daycare for me would be not letting dogs run amok. Um, it would be a, do a doggy daycare that has some downtime for the dogs. It would be a doggy daycare that does not believe in timeouts, but they do have some rest time. A doggy daycare does not blame the dog that snapped because three dogs were, were actually harassing it, but they blame the snapping dog. It's like they should have stopped the three dogs that were harassing it. A doggy daycare that understands like when a dog is like being, you know, advocating for both dogs. A doggy daycare that actually uses a correction to stop unwanted behaviors. It doesn't just pull the dog out of the mix because they won't learn anything from that at all. Um, let's see. A doggy daycare that um, like those are the big things. It's not a place that's like, oh, your dog can just run around all day long. There's other ways there's activities to be done as well. Next. Pamela said, you're the bomb. Thank you. Juanita, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Juanita. Pamela, discipline. Why don't people get it? Uh, most people, um, I mean, just listen to David Goggins. When you want to talk about discipline, listen to David Goggins. If you don't know who he is, Google him. It's D-A-V-I-D Goggins. I think there's two G's, three G's. Well, G-O-G-G, -G, I think, I-N-S. He's got some books out. He's a great speaker. You know, great interviews that he's put out there on on many, many, many um, shows. So, so what I want you to do, I mean, some of his best shows have been on Joe Rogan podcast. He's done. He's also done some great stuff on uh, Tom Bilyeu on um, Impact Theory. Um, so, this, people lack discipline. That's what it is. They lack discipline. If they don't get results in a day, they quit. Mm. That's what it is. That's it took true. you twenty years to gain weight. It took two years to have a bad marriage and you want to fix it in a day or a week or a month. Mm. It takes time. It takes discipline. Truth. But you know what you can do? You can stop arguing with your spouse today. You can stop eating crappy food today. Now it takes time to stick with your good habits. It takes time to build trust and good communication with your spouse. But you can stop the bad habits today. Next. Um, Kathy, just got an RV, three dogs. You guys trained one of them. Any good advice, do's or don'ts for traveling with them? Um, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure about all your dog's behaviors, but I'm a big advocate of if you can contain them somehow. Um, massive amounts of duration work, place or down. Um, decide where that's going to be in the RV. The last thing you want is dogs running around the RV when you're driving. Um, no barking in the RV whatsoever. And just remember, a dog can destroy the interior of an RV very, very quickly. Just that, and and that's just not even urine and feces. But man, they chew. And you, an RV furniture is way more expensive than, than traditional furniture. Just to give you a heads up. Next. Ashley said, I have a screamer whiner here now. Been fishing for about 24 hours. Finally said, well, this is not working, so F it. Made it suck at the first noise. Guess who's quieter longer now? Folks can't handle seeing that. Yep. 
Yep. Folks can't. I mean, it's like, remember, it's, <laughs> we have to start, I don't want to say take our, heart, our hearts out of it because that gets slipped around, meaning you're a heartless person. But it's like, no, we have a job to do. We have a job to do to get your dog into a good space so we can have a wonderful relationship. But don't tell me you're whining, barking, biting, jumping, fleeing dog that does get on the couch with you and snuggle is a good relationship. That's a toxic relationship. That is an abusive relationship. Sorry if this triggers anybody, but you know, when you're lying in the hospital bed after your spouse beats you up and brings you flowers, that that doesn't make up for the for the abuse, the physical abuse that they've that, 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 that your spouse or partner has done to you. No disrespect to domestic violence. And then there's psychological abuse as well. Mm-hmm. Being talked down to, being demeaned, destroying someone's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Okay, that can take, that's harder. Those scars last longer and they're unseen. Next. Damn. Um, Pamela, amen. Why have a dog if you as an owner don't discipline your dog? I just don't get it. Because discipline means abuse. That's why, Pamela. Because it's been hijacked. Discipline means abuse. Not in my world. Structure means abuse. People feel that if you create your dog, you're abusive. People feel that if you don't let a dog be a dog, you're abusive. You really want a dog to be a dog? Well, remember that question where that person said he rescued a street dog and all he wants to do is flee? Just let him be a dog. Yep, let him just run out of your house anytime it wants. Oh, that dog likes to bite kids. But that's okay because the dog wants to bite the kid. Let it do that. Let it do that. The dog likes to bark. Listen, the dog likes to bark at the neighbor's dog. Oh, but let it do that. It wants to do that. Why would you tell the dog not to bark? Because it wants to bark. No. You need to learn how to live in my world. Next. Emma, I used to not be able to take my dog around other dogs because she was aggressive. But with e-collar, I've been able to make her life bigger. Off-leash walks on trails, brought a puppy into my home that she now loves, deals with others in public. It's an amazing tool. We're both happier. Well, that's what I like to hear, Emma. And it's bottom line is, bottom line is, no matter what tool you use, no matter what philosophy you follow, if you do not execute on that philosophy, none of it matters. So, Emma, congratulations for executing. Um, Go ahead. You want me to read this? Tessa, what do you think about IACP memberships? Is it important? Um, Right, right now in 2021, I do not believe that being part of any dog training organization is important. I don't think it's necessary out of any of them. Why? Because your clients don't give a shit. That is why. If a client asks you, geez, what board member, what board members are you, what groups are, what organizations are you part of? I'm like, um, do you want your dog trained or not? Like here, here's 20 groups that I'm part of. And all 20 groups, I paid $500 combined. Now, will you hire me now? Or these are the results that I get. 
Being part of an organization does not make one a good dog trainer. It gives you no credibility whatsoever. Zero. Next. Sarah, how do I know if my dog's e-collar condition is finished? My dog still seems scared of pressure after three 10-minute sessions on working level four. Sarah, I don't know your skill set. I don't know your dogs. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know if you under, I don't know what you're trying to do with your dog and I don't know I don't know what you're doing with the remotes. There's a lot there's a lot of variables there. There's a lot of variables there. I also are using leash guidance. Also did you layer it over existing training? Also are you involving another motivation another motivator like food? What's your leash handling skills? How do you, well do you understand working theory and dogs? This is not saying you don't know what you're talking about. It's like but I need to know all these things. I don't know because you're just, it's just a random condition, working level. Like I need more data. I need more data to make an educated decision. But how to stop a dog from, from jumping at the window? That's all the data I need. Next. Holly, my mom was a hippie. She never taught me that. LOL. Yeah. Drazzy ant girl. Haven't had a puppy in three years. Might be getting one in 2021. Any tips beside the usual routine, accountability, and supervision advice? Yeah, don't get one. So... I think that I think that getting a puppy is really really challenging. We have two of them here right now, and we have round the clock staff to take care of them. It's really challenging, <laughs> so it's really really challenging. I think the most important thing you can do, the number one goal of a puppy, is to get the little fucker to sleep through the night. <laughs> I think that's the number one goal. Yeah. It's like man, and stop pissing in the kennel. It's like you got to give me 10 p.m. to six, and I wake up at four. But it's like, you got to give me 10 to 6. You got to. Like, we got to get up to 10 to 6 as quick as possible. As quick as possible, you know? You know, so. And then I think, yeah, a routine. A really structured routine. It's like, we train every day. We work every day. We have a routine every day. We've got accountability every day. We've got a level of expectation every day. Great. You're talking my language now because I'm talking your language. Are you talking my language? Next. It's funny because I was like, oh, I can't wait for my next puppy. After these two, I'm like, my next dog's going to be a year old. At least a year old. At least. It might be two. Yeah, I'm going to be looking around for another shepherd soon. I think I'm over the puppy I'm, I am. I am open to one to two years old. Yeah. In fact, two years old, I'd be like, sure. That'll give me possibly 10 more years of that dog. Yep. Hell yeah. It's like bad, bad, you know, it's like not a, no aggression. I don't, I personally don't want to own a dog. You don't with really aggression. know the dog until it's about two. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Oh, it's out of control. I don't care. Yeah, we can put obedience on put it. Put obedience on a dog, you know, in a couple of weeks, if not less. Next. Um, Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Happy holidays. Hey, Kathy B. How are you? Um, Sarah, using mini educator on 90 pound adopted golden. Okay. Again, context for what? So, Oh, that's the one that was doing the e-collar conditioning. She wants to know. Oh, again, I don't know. I don't know. There's too many variables. Skill set has a lot to do with it. Yeah. It really, really does. Skill set has so much to do with it. Next. And the work you put in before the remote. It's not what kind of foundation did you put on the dog prior to introducing? And the you remote? know what? And you know what? Not only the skill set, forget the remote collar. We've been focusing so much on leash handling skill set I mean. in my seminars. It's like it's just a leash. No. There's a certain way to hold the leash. There's a certain, the leash helps you communicate the training. So there's a certain way to actually communicate through the leash. Leash pressure, no leash pressure. Like there's so much involved. Next. 
Pamela said yes. Gabrielle, Gabrielle. Oh, geez, I just got bumped. Um, Copper, the asset Aussie, and I wish, and I wish you and your staff a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Sherry said consistency. Every fucking day. Next. John, any interest in helping train a fire station dog? Why do you keep getting buck? buck I don't randomly? know. For like a Little rant. Compton Fire Department in Rhode Island. Well, um, sure. What do they want the dog to do? I mean, if it's tasks, no. If they just want to, like, I don't know what they want to do. It's just a station dog that's going to chill all day. Yeah, sure. sure. I, but I'll let you know if it's capable of it. It might not be capable of it. You know? But all depends. You know, all depends. Also, right now, we're not doing pro bono right now. We're slammed with work. We're trying to keep up with our paid clients. We're not doing pro bono stuff. But, you know, the first thing I would say is dive deep into our social media. You can train your dogs so that you can train your dogs for free by watching our, our free videos. 100%. 100%. Next. Pamela, my dog lives in my world. Amen. That's it. She's so well-behaved. You'd be proud. And she likes the direction. And people feel that when you discipline your dog, you're being mean. But you're not. The same way I discipline my children, I'm not being mean. It's guidance and taking responsibility as an owner of a dog. Yeah. If you're going to get a dog and if you're not ready to set down boundaries, don't get a dog. Bottom line. End of story. End of story. If you're going to get a fucking dog for eye candy, you know what? Watches make nice eye candy. So do handbags. But a living, breathing animal that has teeth does not. Next. Angie, I'm a parent edu educator with families with children zero to three. Even they have a hard time with understanding that discipline means to teach, not punish. You guys are amazing teachers and are helping us teach our dogs. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Angie, in your world, and in your world, if you've been in this world for at least 10 years, you are also being restricted on what you can and yeah. cannot do. Mm-hmm. And if you work with special needs kids that do self-harming, you're fucked because you cannot use proper discipline whatsoever. You can't even keep yourself fucking safe. It's terrible what is happening out there for our educators out there with children with special needs that do not only self-harming, but want to harm other people. You literally have to sit there and take physical abuse from another person. It's horrific. Next. Stephanie, I'd love to do a mentorship with you guys, but the Canadian dollar is pretty crap. Would you have any Canadian trainers you can recommend if I can't afford you guys? Well, I mean, what do you what do you what do you need help with? Email me, Jeff at solidcaninetraining.com. Don't pay in the Canadian dollars, pay in US dollars. <laughs> That's a joke. I know I know very well that the, the dollar is not in your favor right now. But email me. What do you need help with? Next. Jazzy Ant Girl, LOL. Thanks. At least I work from home and wake up early. The dog I have now slept until he heard me move in bed, then would stare at me creepily until I got up. I don't miss that bit, but he's perfect in the crate now. It sounds like sounds like a stalker boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just you wake up and there's somebody sounds sitting like there West. staring at you. That's why Wes doesn't sleep in my room anymore. It's like literally <laughs> head on the edge of the bed. Are we getting up now? How long have you been staring at me? Look, oh, he heard its name. Hold on, hold on. She moved. Let me run Literally. over. Let me run over there into my position. Uh huh. Right, Raquel from Brazil. Hey guys, much love to both of you. I'm always watching. Hey Raquel, love you, honey. <laughs> always watching. We know you're always watching. <laughs> John, thanks. We'll be in touch privately. Thanks for all your content. Merry Christmas. Yep. Thank you so much. 
Bob. Merry Christmas, Jeff and Joel from all of us here at Canine Pack Leader Rehab oh, Training. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Thank you so much for all your great work, too. That's it right now. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not a lot of people on the show today. Kathy said my husband is watching tonight. He's laughing. That's good, Kathy B. So, so Mr. Kathy B., you did well, man. You did well. You're lucky to have Kathy in your life. Okay? Um, Jenna, what do you do to a dog that if you ask something of it, it pancakes to the floor? So that's an interesting question. So number one, what are you trying to do? Number one, a lot of times it's like, just walk. That's common. Usually dogs will pancake to the floor. That's their objection. And a lot of people will say, well, it's because they're afraid. Okay, let's run with that. Let's say the dog is afraid because we see that dogs literally walking down the street. We see that dogs with dogs going onto a place bed. We see that with dogs that don't want to walk by something. We see that all the time. Mm -hmm. So you only have a couple of options here. You can pick it up and go home. You can pick it up and go past the distraction. But when you've got yourself a 110 pound dog, that becomes challenging. When you got a 50 pound dog, that becomes challenging. When your hands are filled with groceries or a child, that becomes challenging. Also, guess what you're teaching the dog? You're teaching the dog how to pancake to the floor. Oh, I'll give you a free ride. It's sort of like, um, I'll just stay on unemployment for a couple more weeks because the government will pay for me. Sort of the same concept, right? So what you need to, what you need to do is this. Leash pressure. Let's see now. If I apply leash pressure or remote pressure to put you in motion and then keep walking is that enough incentive for you to get past the thing that you pancaked in the floor or the objection now some people say use a food lure we use food for training but if a dog is objecting enough or if a dog is afraid it will not take food and if you're willing to take food now you're just full of shit mm -hmm. now you're just full of shit it's no different than this. Um, Angelo, I need you to eat your dinner. I'm not hungry. Angelo, I need you to eat your dinner. I'm not hungry. Okay. You're not hungry, Angelo. So all of a sudden, the cheesecake comes out for dessert. Can I have a piece? I'm like, no. You just said you weren't hungry. I wasn't hungry for that. <laughs> oh, you are hungry, but not for your dinner. So it's not a hunger issue. It's that you just didn't want your food. And then proper parenting is, if you eat your food, save enough room for dessert. So it's not a hunger issue. So it's parents getting sucked into the whim of a crying child. So what you can do is use leash pressure. You could use remote pressure. That's what you do. And you'd be surprised. What's the motivator? What's the motivator? And some dogs will put on the brakes and they'll put on the brakes and they'll put on the brakes. Next. $4.99 top chat from the Noble Dogs. Uh-oh. How do I get rid of this? What is this? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for your hard work. How do you transition from not petting to petting with a human aggressive dog? Use a fake hand? Um, I don't use a fake hand. If I if I, if I I can't be confident to use my real hand, and this is if someone's using a fake hand, that's on them. That's fine. But if I can't use my real hand, I'm not interested in doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in doing it. Like all these people that are doing resource guarding with fake hands, use your own freaking hand. Use your own hand. Because if it's a true resource guarder, you'll know it's a resource guarder. 
So therefore, you'd only stick your hand in the bowl if you know you'd fixed it. Well, stick your hand in the fucking bowl. What's wrong? You don't have faith in the training? Do you know how to do a proper out with the dog physically and mentally away from the food bowl to make it safe? Where when you put your hand in the food bowl, it wouldn't think twice about even biting that hand. So that's an interesting that's an interesting question, Grant. How do you know when? You know, every dog is going to be a little bit different on that. All I can say is you just know. I know by I know by feeling, which is not transferable to another trainer. It's not it's not even transferable to a staff member. Sometimes it comes with experience. But I would say, if the dog is, I would say this: muzzle up the dog, and start playing around with different theories. All right, next. Drazzy, I do have a pic of my dog as a puppy staring at me from his crate in the dark with laser eyes. <laughs> I know that feeling. Right. Pamela, I love you too and highly recommend your show. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate it. Just be um, careful. You might lose friends. Guillermo? Yep. Merry Christmas, J&J. Thank you guys for all your content and much yep, help. That's how you spell Guillermo. Look at that. That's interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. Who knew? Because you know the word, right? You can say Guillermo without thinking about it, but mm -hmm. spelling it. It's like, oh, that's how it's spelled. I'm like, all right, double L, like quesadilla. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I thought that was quesadilla. <laughs> Make yourself a dang quesadilla. Is right. that Napoleon Dynamite, too? See, I do quote that movie a lot. There's a lot of good one-liners. But, but you hate the movie. I've seen it literally maybe twice. But you hate it, though. I would never watch it again. But why not, though? I don't know, because it's just so dumb. But you love the tots. But there's good one-liners. You love the tots. In fact, you stole my tots the other day. Oh, they were so good. <laughs> you literally, I love tater like, tots. And the way she, I love the way she says it. It's like, hey, Jeff, just because I eat all my, all my meals. I eat lunch here, and um, uh, and Angelo comes here, so I always, you know, I've got a refrigerator full of food. I saw him in the food. freezer. So, I did you a favor. In my freezer? Yeah. Okay. For full clarification, so so my freezer is literally six feet away, and then and then because it's in my office, and then Joelle has her own fucking kitchen with a freezer and refrigerator and her own cooking stuff. So anyway, so oh Jeff, by the way, I made some tot. I made your tots. I cooked them for you. See, and 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 then follows up with that. So he wouldn't have to. Yeah, right. It was like you can have some if you want. I'm like, I didn't say that. I'm like. Um, um, actually I can have them. I should have been I able didn't to say you can have them. If yes, you, you want. did. No, it's no, like, no, I no, I no. I should have been able to have them all if I wanted I said, to. I cooked them for you as I was taking a spoonful. And then I put them in your fridge and ate them again with lunch. <laughs> <laughs> this is before I even, this is even before I like delved into the tots. Yeah. I probably got like two servings. You got one. Okay. So actually in your world. That's fair. Yeah. No. Yeah, okay. Let's just give give everybody. A little, I cooked them. <laughs> give everybody an insight into her world. It's like, yeah, that seems fair, Jeff. You bought them. I cooked. She them. cooked them. Therefore, I did the cleanup. That shit's a bitch. Therefore, I get twice as much as you. Exactly. Well, hold on. What did you clean up? That freaking air fryer. Are you uh, kidding okay. me? This is a pain in the butt. But not the container you stored them in. No. Okay. And now because you finished them off. You and not all the containers you that you use to eat them in. Sure, I did. No, you didn't. Sure, I you did. You left them right up there. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about enabling? Okay. <laughs> you want to teach a behavior? Just keep doing the same shit. What are you talking about? Like, I am always, like, I've always been one to pick up after myself until 
you started doing it for me. And then when I went away for two and weeks. And I'm like, I don't have to pick up after myself anymore. I can just leave my shit. And then when I went away for two weeks. All my coffee cups and shit. They, Jeff takes care of it. I'm went, sorry. You trained that behavior. You've enabled it. And then you realized how much that I do when I went away for two weeks. Yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking silverware up it's, here. It's like. I it, go all the way to the back to get a freaking knife. Right. It's like. Why, why are like these that. why are these dirty dishes everywhere Fill up the freaking coffee water every day was so annoying i'm like why is there no water in the coffee maker you know why because every freaking <laughs> night every freaking night i make sure that coffee maker water is filled it's why so, so when annoying. you go when you come out here in the morning to make your coffee it is ready for you i'm like literally it fills me with rage i'm just tired i want my coffee and i'm like it's empty it's because spend, now i get a fucking walk Fill it up, then make my coffee. What? Little shit like that. Yeah, right, right. Same. Have you ever thanked me for filling the coffee maker up? Thanks, Jeff. You're filling welcome. up the coffee maker. You're welcome. $24.99 from Marissa. Happy holidays, Jeff and Joel. Thank you for all you do and for kicking ass all year. So many lives changed with just free content. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, Marissa. Thank you. That's really, really nice That's of you. Nice. You have a fantastic year. It has been a great year for us. And I'm not unaware of world world events. It has been a great year for us. Kathy, oh, I know you're going to give me crap, but having a show tonight is like getting another Christmas present waiting for it. LOL. I, I, I'll i take that with a fucking bow on top. Jeff is Thank the you. gift to us all. Well, be careful how you say that. Why? Because <laughs> I don't need a fucking ton of fucking angry husbands on my ass. You're a gift. His existence is a gift. We should all be grateful. All right. Juanita. Did I hear you say not to cuddle with your dog on the couch? Is no. that every dog or dogs with certain behavior? My dog resource guards me, but has rules at home. Should I not allow him to sit with me? I do have him do something first, like sit or down, then no. invite up. No. Okay. No. This is the real question. Your dog resource guards you. Again, it's like, I am not against dogs on furniture. I am not against sleeping with dogs. I am not against dogs on your bed. I am not against affection. I am not against a lot of things. I am against unwanted behaviors. I am against dangerous behaviors. So you have a resource guarding dog. You said it right there. Your dog does resource guard you. And you have the dog sit and then call him up. Big deal. The dog sits and then gets called up and then still resource guards you. Have you ever applied a proper punisher to extinguish the behavior? Well, I tell him no and tell him to get off. Uh-huh. Did that stop the unwanted behavior? No, it didn't because it still resource guards you. So I would highly suggest that you don't have that dog on a couch until you have taken care of the problem. Next. Bob, I don't know if they have mentioned to you, but I referred your amazing free content to many of my clients over the last year. I'm sure people have, Bob. I'm sure people have. So thank you. Is this chow? Is that how you say that word? Sure. Dog should sleep on place command. He gets lazy and doesn't want to move when I say the release command. In short periods, he obeys nicely. I mean, I'm a big advocate of dogs kenneling up. So I'm a big advocate. But again, like, oh, Jeff only believes your dog can sleep in a crate. No, I don't. I My dogs sleep in a crate. We encourage our clients' dogs to sleep in a crate. Why? Because it's the safest place for them. But it's not. You, you can do anything you want with your dog. It's your dog. So, you know, but if your dog doesn't want to move, put a leash on it and put it into movement. Next. Emma, I love your content and shows. Genuine question about a video you posted the other day about downstays. Why was it important mm. the dog's heads were down? So this is the thing. If we're outside playing chuck it, 
You know what I mean? It's like ball comes back, throw the ball, throw the back, and say I want to do some obedience, you know, down the dog. If the dog's head's not down, I don't care. But when a dog is in a house, is a, and we're talking about fa the family pet dog training. Okay, well, that's another thing when you're looking for dog trainers. Do you do family pets? There's different philosophies between working dogs, sport dogs, family pets. Okay, so like because what the overall goal is, what the overall goal is, what the overall mindset is, and dogs can dabble in many different worlds. Like you're a family pet right now, and by the way, um, this weekend you're going to be a working dog, or this weekend you're going to be a sport dog, or we're going to do sport dog training, family dog training. You can dabble in all these different worlds, but there is different philosophies. There's different energy used that we need the dog to use. Okay. So when I used to do triathlons and I was training for triathlons, I assure you my trainer, who is also a teacher, taught me differently than say like, well, I wasn't in school at the time, but say I was in school, then my math teacher would have taught me. Does that make sense? It's like different mindsets, different motivators. So the head down puts a dog not only physically in a down, but mentally in a down. It's the most relaxed position for the dog. It turns their brain off and puts them into a relaxed position. It does not shut down the dog. That's another overused thing. Next. Mm. Bob, thanks to you and your staff. Keep up the great work, guys. Don't let the civilians get you down. Oh, God, please don't get me wrong. Okay. Civilians. People don't get me down. Haters don't get me down. But it's worth noting, some people never mention the haters. So Joe Rogan, podcaster, three and a half hour shows. He gets a ton of hate. He never mentions the hate. Okay? But dog training is different. And I'll tell you why dog training is different. Because dog training is so owner-centric. And there's such a direct correlation between Bad behavior, I mean, sorry, bad advice actually is influencing bad behavior. And the effect of those results are so goddamn quick. And when an owner gets the proper behavior, the proper advice, they can switch around the dog's behavior literally in seconds sometimes. You literally can save a dog's life in seconds. So I will go... I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe as far as my information with the, with, with the proper thing to do because it has an immediate effect on the owner. We have owners that were going to give up their dog on Tuesday, but on Monday they saw a video, and that video gave them the results they wanted, and they didn't give up their dog. There's not too many industries that that would be applicable in. That's why I need to respond so quickly to certain things, but haters don't get me down. They motivate me to give out more information. They are my fuel. But if you notice, I don't go into, I never get into direct conflict with them. I never respond, follow my page. I ban and delete, but I will put out proper information out there. And I will talk about both sides of the coin because I know what both sides of the coin are. Next. Gwen, I have a, res a rescue bully mix since he was a month old. Mom was killed. He was raised with by my two huskies. He's recently started chasing a cat. He just turned about three. What is the proper correction? Okay, first of all, Gwen, the fact that he's a rescue. No, he's not a rescue. He's a dog. You got him at four weeks old, actually, which is 
six to eight weeks younger than most people get a dog. You got a dog. The breed also doesn't matter. Okay. And the fact that he was raised by with two Huskies also doesn't matter. I'm not saying this to be disrespectful to you, Gwen. I love you. I'm saying it because I want to get all the miss the, the, the unnecessary information out of the mix. I don't need to know any of that information. And I think that's another thing in dog training is like a lot of dog trainers, they want to know the whole fucking hit. Oh, oh, your dog was the fourth one born. That's why it's biting the child. What? This is what people do. They take out, they take down so much data to, to, to correlate the historical data to, to, to justify or explain a current bad behavior. The reason why you have a current bad behavior is because you never learned how to stop the current bad behavior. So a cop, proper correction for chasing the cat would make it suck to chase the cat. What do you do? In my world, leash on the dog, no remote collar. That's how you stop chat case, cat chasing. Next. Um, J. Ron said, I think the public wants and needs to see a video of Angelo opening presents. Oh, shit, J. Ron. You put it on his Instagram today, no? I don't think I put on, like, I I saw it. him opening presents up. Yeah. But we can, we can recreate that, J. Ron. So, J. Ron, 25 Acorn Street, Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. Solid canine training, attention. Angelo, I will videotape him opening up the present you sent him. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously? Okay. Next. It's 7 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock. I guess we'll end the freaking show on that note. <laughs> we could have ended, ended it on the tater tot note, too. All aye, right, aye, guys. Aye. I am madly in love with you. We will be back on, what's say Friday? Monday? We'll be back on Monday. We're not traveling for another two months almost. So we are here three days a week. Madly in love with all of you. Don't forget, on Tuesdays, we also do our Zooms, which are live interactive. That's for our Patreon members. So join our Patreon page. So if you want to join our Patreon page, my Patreon page is right there. Uh-oh. Uh Show it. Show banner. Boom. That's the Patreon page. I think there page. was a top chat that we missed, too, right here. $4.99 from... Um, Grant, how is Angelo doing? Is he still trying to be a YouTuber? What are his goals nowadays? Um, his goals nowadays, I mean, he yes, he wants to, you know, he he's going to start doing more podcasts. So there, a couple of things have been happening in Angelo's life. Um, number one, we're really, really busy at the training center. So I just hired a new admin person who also loves teaching children. So actually, we've set up a mini school for Angelo here. At the, Angelo's always come to work with me. He's always been schooled here. I've always done his homeschooling. What's happening now is we're so busy that like his homeschooling Jeff interaction has lessened. So now I've got somebody who literally can spend three hours a day because it's about all a child needs if of schooling because then he also does an hour of reading and then he does educational shows on TV and then he does play and then, then he helps train dogs. So he's got a full eight to 10 hour day, but he does three hours of some hardcore stuff. All right. So um, he's going to start doing more podcasts. Madly in love with you guys. Thanks for asking about that, Grant. Grant, have a great holiday. Everybody else have a wonderful holiday. I will see you before the end of the new year though. So madly in love with all of you. Take Good care. Bye-bye.